Welcome to Conversations from the Heart podcast by me, Tambu Thomas. I am an emotional wellbeing coach and founder of the Live360 brand. This is a podcast that speaks to the heart of what it is to be a human being. It's for humans who tend to live in the very tops of their heads, restricting themselves with logic and squashing who they are with who they think they're supposed to be. It's for people who are becoming more and more curious about why they feel so disconnected and frankly frightened of their bodies. Conversations from the Heart is about what's emerging from our innate embodied wisdom. The aim is to be a place of gentle connection where humans can see their humanity in the humanity of what's shared here. In a world full of strategies and systems to impress or garner a particular response, I would like this to be an oasis where we can see, hear and hold each other, human to human, heart to heart. Hello you wonderful people, how are you doing? Welcome to another episode of Conversations from the Heart podcast with me, your host, Tamu Thomas, founder of the Live360 brand. Now disclaimer, it is hot in the UK right now. We are experiencing a heat wave like we've never experienced before. So you're gonna hear all kinds of background noise because I have got every door, every window open to get some air into this place. So please do forgive. In fact, don't forgive. Please just accept it because this is life and it is what it is. Today, I am delighted to bring you a really tender, heartwarming conversation with my friend, Jazrina Harlow. Now, a bit about Jazz. She is an inner radiance and self-connection coach. She describes herself as a multi-passionate creative who uses a dynamic mix of modalities such as sound alchemy, human design and brand creatrix to inspire you to step into the core essence of who you are, to live in the full expression of yourself with vibrancy and truth. Jazrina encourages you through sound healing and human design to step in how you are here to shine. Now, I consider Jazrina to be a friend. We've not met yet, but we have a relationship that was uh, that began on social media, on Instagram. And Jazrina, I attended a sound healing session of hers, a group sound healing session online. And I was so taken with my experience that I did some one-to-one work with her. I believe it was in 2019, I can't even remember. But the work I did with Jazrina one-to-one really supported me to create new programs. So during this conversation, I referred to the sound healing with Jazrina supporting me to create my sovereign group coaching program. That was incorrect. It wasn't actually that program. It was my rebirth and my tender programs. Her sound healing took me on a liminal journey that enabled me to be a easy, open conduit, Tosha Silver's words, of God's love and prosperity and helped me to create programs, bodies of work that were all about the love and all about helping people unfurl into the truth of who they are. In this conversation, we talk about collective consciousness, we talk about being a portal, being a conduit, and we talk about the importance of representation, 
feeling safe and working with who you are with your truth to be a beacon of light for yourself and other people this was a really really nourishing conversation i hope it meets you that way also um we do a body scan which even though i was the person facilitating the body scan felt really yummy i hope it resonates with you too but before we start i want to let you know that i have developed a somatic movement practice i call essential flow this practice is a really beautiful sensual practice to connect you with your i'm going to use the word again sensual creative life force energy this practice is about connecting you with the aliveness of your body it's designed to be gentle however i don't know what gentle is for you i don't know what gentle feels like in your body um, but it is designed for you to become curious about the sensual energy that's alive within for you to call your energy back come back home to your body and begin to have a somatic experience of what boundaries are for you i believe this is a really beautiful practice i've shared it with my clients who have experienced it to be something that really helps them to connect with the essence of who they are and start to connect with how they feel so um, this is available for you to invest in, £37. You get uh, some information about how and why I developed this practice. You get a video workshop guiding you through the practice. And then there is a beautiful guided meditation that um, is aimed at calling your beautiful energy back into your body and helping you feel into where your boundaries are. Links are in the show notes if you would like to invest. Um, yeah, do check it out. And if you invest, please do send me feedback. I'd like to know how it lands for you. Okay, with that said and done, over to this podcast episode with the wonderful Jazrina Harlow. Ah, Jazrina, it's so lovely to have you. It's always wonderful to be in your company. And, you know, it's... Um, time stamping this it's the 19th of July 2022 and in the UK we are in a real heat wave it's like Leo season can't wait <laughs> Leo season's not even can't giving cancer season a chance you lot are just stomping in stomping in so I've, I've revealed that you're a Leo um and you know I've done the formal introduction but in your own words Jasrina H, please could you share firstly how you're doing and then mm -hmm. a little bit about what you do, why you do it, and anything else that's on your heart to share at this stage? Oh, wow. Um, what a lovely intro. I mean, it was always, always a pleasure to be in your presence, too. Um, oh my gosh, what am I with? Well, yeah, this heat is hot. And <laughs> um, um, interestingly, it's um, two special birthdays today. It's my mum's birthday and my niece's birthday. Oh, birthday. happy birthday to them. Yeah. And um, so funny that you said this Leo season can't wait to come in because it's my birthday next Tuesday. So I'm like, yes, come on. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, I'm good. I am. Oh, my gosh. 
aren't we all just juggling many things, right? Just figuring out life and navigating it all. Um, but yeah, before we get into it, let me just kind of, I guess, introduce myself. As mm -hmm. always, I will say I'm not the biggest fan of labels. I hate calling myself any one thing, but I think what I've really identified with recently is um, this real desire to embody like self-connection and just like really speaking your deepest truth. So everything that I do is always working towards self-connection and radiance, like radiating from within, in truth, in vibrancy, um, connecting yourself and source. And so I do that through, uh, I guess, a dynamic mix of modalities. Um, and so I am a crystal sonic therapy practitioner, aka sound healer, aka self sound alchemist, whatever you want to call it. Again, <laughs> no one label. Um, I am a human design reader, which has kind of come into my world recently. Um, I do life coaching, um, but I'm also a yeah a brand creative. I love creative things. I uh, my past my past career was um, fashion buying. So I've always been creative, always loved art, textiles, all those things. So yeah, I'm a multi-passionate creative, if you were going to call me one thing. Mm. Um, so yeah, yeah, just someone who's deeply, deeply into connecting myself and just, yeah, embodying all the things that are true to me. Mm. So before we go into our self-connection and have a conversation <laughs> about whatever comes up what yeah. led you to go from your career in fashion buying to this integrated holistic approach to health well-being self-connection etc I guess if you speak to many people who have kind of like lived and breathed corporate life for 12 years in whatever, <laughs> whatever field, there comes a point where you realise or recognise that you kind of lost yourself a little bit or just, yeah, I felt like I didn't really have a purpose that felt like it resonated with me anymore. Um, there was a lot of dangling of carrots in the industry where you know you're trying to kind of get to the next stage get to the next level next title and I was just really disinterested at that point in my career I was just like I actually and this is no offense to any of like my directors or bosses at the time but I didn't really want their life it looked like like 110% more stressful than I currently felt I felt at the time I was just over it um, and I think there was a couple of things that started to drop in that made me think mm, this isn't for me anymore um, and you know when people talk about you have like an awakening moment I feel like there was kind of several that just then compounded um, the first thing really was motherhood having Remy um, whilst I yeah was kind of trying to get to the next stage in my career and realizing that this dynamic, this work setup doesn't support me as a mother. I felt like I wasn't allowed to be a mom. Um, and that was just like the start of, yeah, this, this doesn't feel like there's a future here. Um, but also I just had these moments of like spiritual awakening through various different experiences and just felt like there was more. I always knew there was more, 
I always knew there was more. I just was like, okay, I think I'm ready to explore this a bit more now. So it kind of took, you know, a couple of years for me to really step out of it. But I guess the kind of like ending moment was then getting pregnant with my second and was like, yeah, this is, this is it. I'm, I'm done. <laughs> I can't try and kind of juggle this mum life and corporate trying to be everything at the same time. But also what, like who is jazz? I think motherhood does that to a lot of us. We kind of like have to become this new person as a mum but also feel like you lose parts of yourself and I was like I'm I'm losing parts um, and not realizing actually I was just kind of like integrating <laughs> new bits as opposed to mm. losing myself um so that was yeah that was the journey just like okay let's come back home like what what do you want like what do you want jazz mm. what, where is the the and even the purpose, because even that word sometimes I'm a bit like, oh, I don't want to kind of fall into that trap of trying to feel like I'm supposed to be achieving anything. Like I am here just to be and live all experiences. I don't have to necessarily have this kind of an ultimate end goal. Um, but I still incorporate, you know, incorporate purpose into my life. I just don't kind of like hold everything to that one moment. Mm-hmm. Yeah yeah that was it I was just like I'm done okay and then started doing self-development work and that was kind of it really just the trajectory of that has led to this moment through many different experiences (laughs) Mm. chef's kissable (laughs) hearing you speak I've got a lot of resonance so um I've always known that I was going to work for myself Um, I shared something, I can't remember I shared it, maybe on Substack or a newsletter, where I talked about seeing my auntie Aminata when I was five, and she was a businesswoman. I didn't know what a businesswoman meant, but Mm -hmm. I knew she was a businesswoman. She used to travel to different countries. She lived in Sierra Leone. She used to travel to different countries. She used to get she used to stay in really fancy you know when I was five these hotels looked really fancy I can't remember where they were and I remember once she was staying in an apartment in Baker Street and this apartment was plush there was a Mm. doorman there was lots of marble there was lots of gold and I remember my auntie um so this was in the era of um dynasty so my auntie had like a Diane Carroll kind of vibe about her. So she'd be wearing the kind of pencil skirts or the fishtail skirt and the peplum blazer and the heels. Wow. Her Jerry Curl was the bounciest Jerry Curl. And she was so jolly. And I saw something in her that I didn't see in the women around me. There was just a buoyance to how she moved through the world. Her energy was infectious. And I remember... We were playing a game uh, on my mum's bed. We were sitting on my mum's bed and I looked at her and I thought, I want to be like you when I grow up. I didn't know what a businesswoman was, but I knew I wanted to be a businesswoman. So it's no surprise to me that um, I work for myself. But that motherhood piece you spoke to, I remember that same kind of experience as a social worker looking around the office thinking, I don't want to follow the path that any of the more experienced or older people in this environment have walked down. I don't want to be, management does not appeal to me at all. I don't want to do that. Um, I thought I would start my own social work business and then becoming um, pregnant and having a girl it was, 
I was really certain that I wasn't going to be a black role model for the strong black woman stereotype for my daughter. Um, I've grown up with lots of very successful, very ambitious, very forward moving women who have accomplished great things, who have, it's not that they necessarily came from a really disadvantaged background, but moving to England, they became disadvantaged by virtue of the fact that they are black um, quite often because they were just coming from Sierra Leone with an accent. So that adds another layer. And they were coming in the 60s, 70s and 80s. So that adds another layer. So um, I grew up watching women who created great success in their life but the cost of the success was struggle and there wasn't much satisfaction and they were um, celebrated for how much adversity they could tolerate, whether that was with a man, whether that was with a job or multiple jobs, whether that was they started a business, but it was like they really were constantly all up in the fight or flight cycle to be able to keep that going. Mm. I thought I, I didn't know all the things we talk about now and the things you guys see me talk about online, wherever you see me talk about it or in person. Um, so the language I would use now is I wanted to be a role model that would help my daughter think that it's normal to liberate yourself from the tyranny of toxic productivity, stereotypes, and living up to things because you're a black woman in this world, which quite a lot of the time tells you it hates you. Mm -hmm. So I really wanted to do something that would enable me to be that kind of, um, whether I was having a boy or a girl, it didn't matter. I wanted to be that role model, but when she was born and I knew, um, I wanted to make sure that that was the type of role model I was um, for her. And also, I wanted to, like, um, I was literally having this conversation with my friend yesterday. I think I was born a coach. I, th I think mm. that's just, just, that's <laughs> just my makeup. That's just who I am. Whether it's nature or nurture doesn't matter, but I have recollections of myself in at five years old doing some semblance of what I do now. And social work looked like it because in the therapeutic world, social workers are the coaches of the kind of therapeutic world. Yeah. Um, so before we get into this body scan, I'm going so off piste already. No, you're not. You're not. This is good. This is good. Uh, <laughs> are there any parts of you that you look back and think, actually, corporate was a detour? Yes. <laughs> literally, like when I stepped away, that was like the first thing that kind of came in. I'm feeling emotional as I'm saying this. This really was like the first thing that dropped in. Because I remember kind of looking back and thinking, gosh, I've done this for 12 years. Like, what was all that for? Like, what was the point if I'm like in this space where mm. I'm not feeling like I'm vibrant and, and whatnot? I didn't feel like there was like a, a vitality within me, like a fire mm. burning, so to speak. I was like, what have I done that all for? And there are so many moments throughout my career. And you know when you just said like when you felt like you were born like a coach, I genuinely feel like that too. Mm -hmm. um, 
the qualification is one thing but having that kind of like innate desire to want to help people or you know not from a savior complex because there's a whole different conversation yeah. around that yeah. but just more from a place of where you know you recognize you see people's strengths you see like you know how amazing they are at things and then you see that dwindle away in them or in their eyes they don't believe that within themselves mm. and I was always like encouraging my team members to kind of step into their strength like I reckon I was like the go-to person for like when someone had a problem at work they'd be like speak to jazz or like I wasn't the typical leader that you would expect in the fashion industry like and I think that that was a hindrance for my growth because there were many moments and obviously being a black woman takes a huge part of that as well so I'm not not removing that but there were very there were a lot of moments where people would be like you should be that you should be that person yeah I would get told like why are you not a director yet or even my boss said to me once and I actually like dm'd him not that long ago just to kind of like say thank you for what he said to me um he was he was a male boss and he was like the best boss I ever had but, but typically not the normal kind of you know white male boss that you would expect in the fashion industry right um and that went against him too he said to me once when he was doing my appraisal he was like jazz um I have I have nothing for, like I don't know what to tell you for you to grow because you're doing everything and in a weird space you should be my boss it was like the, the most surreal conversation mm. to have like if this was a, somewhere else or I can imagine in another lifetime you would actually be this would be the other way around and that landed with me like years later and I recognized that I wasn't the kind of typical uh, leader in that environment where you were like cutthroat and go 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 and you didn't give a shit about anyone else you were all for yourself um, and so I had a lot of people leaning on me in that space of coaching or kind of like mentoring them people were getting promoted under me because I was making sure they were being seen and they were you know expressing themselves in the best way possible within that environment and so when I stepped out of that I was like I already have this in me like there's nothing that I need to you know draw onto that that's just innate that's natural but obviously I did my qualifications and training because it's important to do that especially mm -hmm. from just understanding in a safeguarding point of view um so yeah there were many of those those moments and um yeah I just sat with that and thought let me just see where this goes like it starts with me first I went through my own self-development journey there's something else that you said really kind of like struck out was about this, you know the struggle life like seeing our parents and our elders around just doing all the things and struggling and being rewarded for that and that's that's great in one way but also it's really disheartening in another because it's like why like what is we don't need to do this anymore and I remember saying to myself this ends with me like it took me about two years after having Remy to really recognize that like there was a need to come out of that space but I was mm -hmm. like no we're gonna clear this yeah. <laughs> we're yeah. not we're not doing this anymore yeah whatever it takes to you know come 360 and really understand who you are and, and live and live in a way that you know you're not compromising yourself that's one thing I did a lot is compromising myself mm. living in like your full truth and of course that's always been 
found in new ways like I'm not 100% there like I don't know if I ever will be it's always things to be working on there's so many layers we kind of like <laughs> we reach our own <clears throat> self-qualifications and it's like okay what's the next thing what's the next thing that we need to kind of like work through but yeah that definitely was you know in me in knowing that that was part of my journey um, and interestingly, really quickly, is when I did my A-levels, I decided to do art, textiles and psychology. And when I started um, within the four, first four weeks, I got hit by a car. So I was off college for like three months. And me being me, manifesting generator, impatient, was like, I am not redoing this year. I'm just going to come in and see what else what I can execute after I had my time off. I had to drop. I was also doing English as well. And I had to drop English. And they said, you could only keep three. So I kept those three. But I really didn't do very well in psychology, even though I loved it. I loved trying to work out and understand the psychology of the mind and how people work. That's something that's always been innate in me. Um, but in the end, when I moved from a AS levels to um, obviously A levels, I had to drop psychology. And it's so funny because it's kind of like, again, 360 mm -hmm. back around to that. I've always been interested in that. I'm always reading books about how the mind works and just literally so um, saturated with that information. I love it that, yeah, I think it was just a, not even a detour. It was meant to be. I was meant to be where I was. Oh, you know, don't regret it. Um, I just learned my skills and different way and in a different environment and that was important to me because also creativity was important so yeah experience that at the same time mm. so just to go back a step you you kind of answered it just now but just to go back a step you talked about having periods questioning what was that 12 years for mm. bear in mind what you know now what would you say that 12 years was for gosh um understanding and learning my self-worth um through the various experiences that I went through in fashion um knowing or learning that compromising doesn't serve me if it's not something that I want or in necessarily need um and just the softness of being yourself like even in that environment where I was I felt like I needed to be somewhere else that someone else even um and when I didn't compromise and it worked against me I'm happy that I still did that because I knew there was truth in there and that was important for me to experience it even if there was no benefits from that and yeah I don't think I would have like I think I would have learned those things if I did it in another way. Who knows? Like we can't really speak, speak for the different timelines mm -hmm. that we can, mm -hmm. we can experience in this lifetime. But yeah, I have so many memories to look back on and be like, you know what, Jazz? Yes, there are moments where you didn't really stand up for yourself, or there are moments where you compromised, or there are moments where you just did things that you didn't want to do. But those were great lessons, and you needed to experience that to, to be a witness, to bear witness to that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, you know, I think um, we need to give ourselves some grace because um, like, I don't work with people in their 20s. Really, the, the majority of the people I work with are just shy of 40, 40 plus. Mm. Definitely don't, uh, you know, if you're under 35, I'm a bit mindful because I believe there is a point in time where the rite of passage is abandoning yourself 
because you don't know where your edges are. You know, it, it, it's the way we're socialized. It's the way we operate. And I think there are some things that come with our developmental stage. And I know we talk about developmental stages in terms of children, but we forget developmental stages are for adults full stop. I mean, are for humans full stop. So I do think some things are a rite of passage. Um, when I think about some of my experiences in social work, my initial, because my default is always, I'm bad, I did wrong, look at you, you could have done better, etc. So the default is, wow, you mugged yourself off. Mm -hmm. When I bring some grace into the picture, I'm like, well, what else could I have done with the tools I had and the experience at that time? That's it. Yeah. That's all. Yeah. You work with what you have. That's all you can do, right? Exactly. You only know what you know. And you don't know what, you, you know, there's the amount of times <laughs> I'm like with clients and I'm like, can we just take a moment? Can, can you just forgive yourself for not knowing what you didn't know when you didn't know mm -hmm. it? Mm -hmm. You know. We're not Gandalf. Right. No. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and even Gandalf wasn't it, you know? Yeah, exactly. So, like, <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So important when you said you use the word grace. Grace is really important. You just add a bit of softness to all the things that we are really hard on ourselves about. And we extend grace to others and we often forget to extend it to ourselves, right? So it's always important to remember that. And you know, but before we go to our body scan. I love the fact that you talk about radiance and that was one of the first things you touched on to begin with mm. because you know you said extend grace but I think we we radiate grace like it's already there and I love the whole um I've got lots of question marks about the law of attraction but the law of radiance it has such a different quality it, it feels like self-responsibility self-trust autonomy sovereignty that starts with me but it is not just for me it is for me and from that place of for me I can extend to for community mm. and from for community we can extend to for justice you know yeah. and, and yeah. what you're talking about in the beginning we can have all kinds of different ideas about social justice because of what we see in the news and on social media and the way people try to make things a binary you're this or you're that there's never sort of like uh gradients of even though let's be clear there are some things that are just a hard no and mm. a full-bodied yes but with the um law of radiance it really gives you the opportunity to work out what your full-bodied yes is, what you need so you can tend to those needs. Because when your needs are met, you're then able to um, look outwards and genuinely, not as an act of people-pleasing, start to care and tend to the needs of the people in your community, in your society. And those ripples are what creates social justice. Social, social justice fundamentally is wanting a fair and equitable society. So what yeah. we're doing, ultimately, it's not a reach or a stretch. To, if you consider what you do, because I know what you do, you support me with lots of my programs, providing crystal sound therapy, sometimes dragging our asses. 
sometimes dragging our asses, but mostly connecting us to that radiance, that vibrancy within us. When you do that with the people you work with as individuals or in groups, community, that nervous system regulation gives people the opportunity to ripple that outwards. 100%. Not all heroes wear capes, babe. Some, some have bowls and chimes <laughs> and human design and lots of knowledge about astrology and life coaching and all of that. Sure. And that's okay. It's, that's the one thing that I've really had to work on recently is like when you think something is supposed to look a certain way, like you said, not all not all heroes wear capes. Like you have a kind of set, we tend to have a set kind of visualization of what that hero looks like. And yeah. we come in so many forms, shapes, sizes, different modalities, like yeah. If everyone's on the front line. Who's doing the caring? Who's doing the healing? Who's doing the strategy? Who, who's like, you know, that's one element, but there's so much that goes on in the background and it's all, that it all contributes to the whole. Yeah. Yeah. So thinking about wholeness, Jazrina H, <laughs> I'm going to invite you to join me in body scanning. So any of you that are listening and you are operating heavy machinery, driving or whatsoever, just listen, focus on what you're doing or fast forward. Uh, we'll be here about three minutes or so um, and then come back because, you know, safety first. Uh, so Jazrina and people wherever you are, if it's safe for you to do so, before you close your eyes, I can see you're closed already. Before you do that, I invite you to allow your eyes to scan the environment you're in, gently allowing your eyes to take in the environment, allowing your eyes to communicate with your brain, your nervous system, or your cells, telling yourself where you are physically and where you are in this time and space helping your body to land in the here and now. And then when it feels safe and good for you to do so, I invite you to close your eyes and take a moment to observe your breath. Just a gentle observation, no need to alter. But if you do note, that perhaps your inhalation is shallow, I invite you to deepen that exhalation, with, I mean that inhalation without any strain, just inviting your body to breathe in, to receive a little bit deeper. And if it feels okay for you to do so, for you to extend your exhalation so it's longer then your inhalation. Indicating that you're in a position of safety. Inviting your parasympathetic nervous system to come online. 
And with each exhalation, I invite you to ask your body to soften. And if your body pushes away the idea of softening, maybe ask your body to smile. We'll just scan with that in mind, whether it's a smile or a softening. Starting just above your crown, so the very top of your head. Seeing if you can tune into the energy just above your head. We often confine ourselves to the very tops of our heads busy with logic and making sense and strategizing. So I invite you to connect with the sensation of electricity, of high energy just above your head. Imagining it as white light and drawing that down into your head, into your brain not a bright white light, a golden white, gentle light. And imagine it moving across your scalp, down your temples, your hairline, your forehead, the back of your head and your brain, inviting that part of your body to soften, to smile. And then extending that down to the back of your nose, the nape of your neck, behind your ears, your inner ear, your eyebrows, your eyes, your eye sockets, your nose, your cheeks, back of your throat, jaw, upper palate, lower palate and tongue, even your teeth, inviting them to soften as you draw down that golden white light, calling your energy back into your body, to your chin and under your chin, the back of your neck, the front of your neck, the sides, your throat. That white golden light cascading down to your shoulders, inviting your shoulders to soften. To the length of your arms, your hands, the palms of your hands, your fingers and your fingertips. all aglow with that golden white energy being called back into your body. Moving it down to your upper back and your chest, your heart space, traveling down your spine and across your ribs to your mid back and lower back the sides of your body, moving forward to your abdomen, 
Imagine all of that golden light, that golden white light, calling your energy back into your abdomen, into your vital organs, calling that radiance back into your body for you to experience first. And moving down to your buttocks and your pelvic area, your thighs, your knees, to your calves, your shins, that golden energy traveling down to the soles of your feet. Calling all of that golden white light, that golden energy back into your body, to the soles of your feet. And imagine that energy rooting down into the earth. Connecting you with our first home. Our original mother. As above, so below. Father Earth, Father Sky and Mother Earth in contact through you, the portal, the conduit for that fatherly energy and that motherly energy being combined within you, supporting your life force. your radiance. And I invite you to bring that energy to your heart space, connecting with your heart. And if it feels resonant, maybe putting a hand on your heart and feeling into something that's on your heart to share today, something that feels safe for you to share today, but something that's on your heart to share. And take your time when you connect with something. Meet me on the screen. Before you share, maybe wiggling fingers, toes, bringing some movement into your body, bringing yourself back into this time and space. <clears throat> Welcome back. That was so beautiful. Thank you, my dear. Ah. <sighs> I'm so grateful that um, community, having people in my life such as yourself that can hold space in that way, because even though you know, we are all space holders in our own ways, it's so lovely to be held, especially when you think you're holding yourself, you know, those moments when you're like, I've got this 
about being portal and how each and every single one of us are and we don't always see that we don't always resonate with that we don't recognize that we're not always a witness to how we are Mm. being a vessel for someone else and that's just yeah I don't know where to go with that but that's just really sitting resonating yeah um you're gesturing to your chest your heart mm. space if that part of you had a voice what do you think it would say right now i think it's a it's so important for all of us to recognize how we are a piece of this puzzle of totality like every single one of us makes the whole when we are like busy looking at x y and z person doing all the things we are also part of all the things like we're here to play a part we all have a role to play and it makes me sad sometimes where we lose ourselves in in that and Sometimes it's important for us to do that though, like because we don't see it otherwise. Mm. <laughs> we have to be with our messy shit sometimes to really kind of like understand how uh, integral we are to the whole. Um, this morning, I well not even this morning, yesterday. <clears throat> I was texting a friend of mine that I met on. I've met so many people on Instagram. Like, I hate it for what it is sometimes, but I love it for all of the beautiful people that I have. Like, so many friends I've met on Instagram. Listen, I call it my friendship bench. Literally. <laughs> <laughs> it's crazy because my husband was saying to me, like, how do you, like, who are all these people that you just, like, name and talk about so, you know, intimately about? And I'm like, and he's never met them. And I'm like, yeah, it's crazy, but. And Jasmina, sometimes we've never met them. Yeah, this is it. I've not met you in real life. Do you know what? It's mad. I can't believe I haven't met you. (laughs) It just shows the power of authentic connection. Yeah. Yeah. So many people. Oh, um, so I was chasing a friend yesterday because um, she sent me, I asked for it for her to make me this wonderful like beeswax balm that she made for me she lives in Latvia and um we came across each other on Instagram I can't even remember how uh I think she was like designing ta- she was a tattooist but she was also like a sacred geometry artist and I came mm. across on Instagram and I was like wow what is this this is so beautiful and we just started connecting in the DMs and we were sharing our journey and I was saying like how grateful I was for her that she shares her work because it it allows me to really feel like I can express myself. And during that time, I had was re-embracing this gift 
I say in inverted commas, I feel like we all have it, uh, of speaking and writing light language. And I was sharing this with her because I was like, oh, I want to share it more. I need to kind of like, but I didn't know what to share or how to share it because it felt so intimately private. Uh, we were just having these conversations going back and forth and I was showing her a piece. So she had like a, a sacred geometry art piece. And I was like, I instantly want to write light language on this, like, which I was like, can I have permission just to try to do something and then share it back with you? And she was like, oh my God, yes, please, please, please. Like, I love light language, I've seen it, but I never, I, I can't do it. And I was like, I think we all can, but whatever. Anyway, I did the piece, shared it back with her and she was like, oh my God, this is amazing, blah, blah, blah. And we spoke on like many occasions to collaborate and we did end up collaborating. I did like uh, this sound kind of journey in 2020. Um, and we were going through all the chakras and I had like guests on and she was one of them and she did like a psycho geometry piece for me um, and since that point like she'd messaged me out of the blue I don't remember how long ago but she was like Jazz, Jazz I've done a piece and I've written light language and she sent me this piece and I was like oh my god and she was like I don't know what it is but you activated it in me we mm -hmm. activated each other yeah so um, anyway I was chasing her down for this farm that I'd ordered from her because she made me some and sent it in the post and it was really helping with Zane's skin because he's been having issues with his skin. Um, and it was like over a week ago and I was like, um, wait, do you know if you, you know, is, is it being delivered? Have we got the tracking number? And she was like, oh my God, I sent it on the 11th. I don't know where it is. So she was sending me the tracking number. This morning I had a look online. It said it reached the UK. Just before our call, the door knocked, the package arrived. So she's got like, she sent me this beautiful bomb, kind of like, um, she's got me two pots that she's made herself straight mm -hmm. from that year with lots of like, um, pretty oh, like dry flowers in yeah. there. But then she also put in a little thank you note, but if you can see that's light language. Oh, that's beautiful. And if you're allowed to share that, can you um, send me a picture of it so I can yes. add it to the show notes? Yeah, 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 I will, I will, I will. And... I tried not to get too emotional before because I knew I was coming on live with you because I was like, it kind of like choked me because I was like, God, like, we've been out on our own little journey. Like, I... It's an act of love. Yeah. That's why we think that love is this excuse, exclusive thing, but yeah. that's an act of love. Yeah. Yeah. And it's so beautiful because I'm like, wow, we connected over that. We connected over something that we felt was so edgy. And you spoke about edges earlier, like we mm -hmm. you know, only push ourselves to our edges and maybe share that with the world or allow ourselves to be vulnerable with it. And if, if I didn't connect with her and she didn't connect with me, we wouldn't, I wouldn't be having that experience right now. Um, and I think just kind of rounding it and taking it back to what you were saying, like we are all portals just to bear witness to each other, what we are capable of. Mm. It doesn't have to be extravagant. It can be as simple as saying I love you to like to anyone like you really genuinely feel love for. And yeah, just seeing with all of this right now and having that piece in front of me and just kind of being held by you reminds me that it's important for us to tap in, tune in and not be afraid to share who we are, share our love, our passions share the things that we're not here for as well, not just what we love, actually, we're not here for, we're not yeah. for. Yeah. Yeah. So, 
very surreal. That's so very beautiful. And my heart feels like um, effervescent. I never said that word properly, but it feels effervescent, <laughs> effervescent whatever. Mm. And I'm thinking about, let me see how I can piece this together. So we talked about being a portal. You were talking about us being, all of us being part of a whole, being part of totality and um, that we've all got a part to play in essence. And it's funny, when you were talking about that, immediately I started thinking about a post I had seen, two different posts on Facebook, one of which was about dandelions and how useful dandelions are for health. And mm. the second one, so, so that, the one, that one was talking about dandelions and how helpful they are to our health. And then the second one was talking about, I think it was in the spring, it was saying... Yeah to let your grass grow and if there are dandelions not only is the, dandy, the dandelion serve a purpose they do something to try and bring um, nutrients to your soil mm. but also they attract bees mm. so if you think about what we talked about earlier on about social justice everybody has a role to play it doesn't all look the same if you yeah. think about when I was we talking about the beginning I didn't want to sell my daughter a struggle story uh, I know Instagram has ideas about soft life being going on holiday, etc. For me, soft life is being able to have a harmony between life and work, where work supports how you live and you live in your authenticity. You don't have to be this hard kind of like Robocop character. Bees are tiny. But we're noticing the impact that reducing number of bees is having on our environment we're noticing how micro and macro actions we take day to day are having an impact and, and mainly because lots of us start getting like dystopian fears about our impact on the environment let's be clear big corporations are doing far more damage than we are doing collectively uh, like individuals coming together yeah. collectively but it's just a demonstration that big or small we all have an impact, big or small, we all have the opportunity to be a portal. And being that portal often, usually, probably always means going to that place, that messy place you spoke of earlier and allowing yourself to strip away conditioning, be present with the mess, that it looks like let's have another insect nature analogy and allow ourselves to be the caterpillars in the gloopy sludgy cocoon so that we can re-emerge as the butterfly that was always contained in that caterpillar that was always contained in that sludgy goo that was within that cocoon because we are who we we are who we were we have yeah. situations, places, things, you know, corporate, my goodness. It's an exercise of dismembering yourself. So we have to go through a process of remembering ourselves so that we can be that whole, so that we can be that portal, that conduit. When I remember that, my goodness, I can push, I can strive. I talk about toxic productivity for a reason. But when I remember 
And that's with the messy bits. That's with the bits that make me bristle. When I remember and claim them, what I know is that I'm a conduit for God's love and prosperity. And things come through me and I'm almost like, whoa, what was that, dude? And it's what it was supposed to be. I, I didn't need to do anything yeah. other than meet myself where I am, offer myself grace and look after this body mind the way it needs to be looked after as opposed to the way I think it should be looked after. 100%. 100%. And allowing ourselves to tap into that sometimes is tricky, right? Like, like you said, the mind really just is out here. Is <laughs> out here. <laughs> In the words of my daughter, not giving. <laughs> not giving. Not giving. Which is so beautiful. And one of the reasons why I love human design, actually, which might be a slight sidetrack, but... I feel like that has really allowed me to step into this, like, just be, and in your words, like, meet yourself where you are at. That's all you need. That is all you need. Um, yeah, just not being in the mind, just re remembering that mm. specifically for my design, like, my gut will tell me what I'm here for and what I'm not, and just, and the amount of times throughout my life where I've not trusted my gut. And that's not for everyone. You know, this will not resonate for everyone. But the amount of times where I've been like, why did you, you knew that already? You knew not to do that thing. Or you knew to do that thing and you didn't do it. And here we are, learning again. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you learn those constant lessons. Um, and gosh, I'm like, by no means have I perfected that at all. I still second guess myself. Mind comes in always. And it's like the mind is always playing a role. And I think also like, seeing the dance between that is quite interesting as well like not being hard on yourself or making in inverted commas quote a mistake there's yeah. no such thing like yeah. we are supposed to trial things we are supposed yeah. to experiment with stuff we're supposed to um, get things wrong exactly because that's how we learn like, yeah. that's how we build and grow and mm -hmm. all the things and sometimes um, just to add sometimes that's how we protect ourselves because yeah. we're humans you're sitting there with your beautiful blonde hair. I'm here with my headphones on, with all my mod cons. But fundamentally, we're mammals. And if we didn't understand, like have a moral compass, that's wrong, that's right. I've made a mistake. I'm going to learn something moving forward. We would be feral. Yeah. <laughs> so sometimes we, we absolutely need that. Yeah. We do. I'm thinking about the human design and the sound because that wasn't uh, going off piece or whatever it was. Going off piece is my word. I can't remember what you said, but the way so so my first experience of you is like per, as somebody offering me something, holding space for me is sound. So wherever it was, I experienced a group sound healing with you. And I was taken to that place, that portal, where I was able to be a conduit for God's love and prosperity. Absolutely fantastic. Had a similar impact, that breathwork, all of those things that really allow me to be in right relationship with my body. And so we worked together one-to-one -one 
Um, yeah. And that was around the time I was developing my sovereign program. And that really helped me trust what was on what was trying to radiate from the inside. But I was like, oh, no, but that doesn't make sense. That's not how it's done in the industry. What are you trying to do? All of that kind of stuff. I've experienced sound therapy with you because you provide sound therapy as part of the somatic healing for all of my coaching programs. And um, what I know from that is, and the combination now of your work around human design, it helps, it kind of, we have been conditioned to believe it's not okay to be who we are. We've been conditioned to believe that we need to fit into very narrow kind of confines of what it is to be a quote unquote good person, not an authentic person, not a true person. And that good person is based on a model of people pleasing and codependency. Yeah. The way you break down, so, so first of all, the, um, excuse me, sound therapy helps us, because it's not just me, it's the people in my community, feel safe to be in that liminal space. We're not quite sure what's coming, what's going, but we're mm. in trust in this liminal space. And then I've had a sound, uh, um, human design session with you which is like a 360 human design astrology I can see the psychology that's in there whatever informed your life coaching and your sound therapy and when I got that like I know I'm a manifesting generator and I you know in my heart I know that part of my quality within that and also my Enneagram and all the other stuff that I've done I'm a responder as a responder I need a lot of inspiration mm -hmm. so having that process done with you and this is the thing about humans we're not designed to do everything on our own you talked about being in alignment with your friend in Latvia that does the bee stuff and the um sacred geometry geometry in my language which is informed by polyvagal theory that would be co-regulation Mm. we co like when we came into this world co-regulation is what taught us how to be self-regulatory or not so having you affirm that yes you are a responder that co-regulation that made me feel safe to regulate myself in that way I now trust it's not just rampant consumption because trust and believe I love a bit of rampant consumption but I need qualified, and I don't mean they've got degrees and this and that and the other, but I mean qualified people, whether it's by experience or whatever the case may be, not just qualified, people who understand what it, what it is to be equitable, because a lot of this spiritual stuff is gaslighting, and a mm. lot of this spiritual world is based on fight or flight sympathetic nervous system activity because they don't have the ability to ground but when I have people that feel like a safe and grounded and expansive resource I need that inspiration because I can respond to that really easily mm. and it's important for me to respond to that because being a responder I can also respond or react to things that I find triggering or things that cause me to be in a place place of judgment I can absolutely do that 
So it really helps me to remember, remember, put all your parts back, allow yourself to be whole in that whole trustworthy, healthy adult space. What's inspiring for you? Respond to that. Yeah, yeah. Oh my gosh, Tommy, there's so much juiciness in what you just said. And that's also what... a testimonial. <laughs> <laughs> Bless you. Oh my gosh. Um, to not even add, there's nothing to add to what you said, just an extension of. Is that the word around kind of regulation being safe, you know, feeling safe within our environment? Like it's my wish that everyone has people around them that allows them to feel safe to explore, experiment, and be who they are. Because you're so right. Like it allows us to also respond to the things that are triggering and kind of and 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 be honest with ourselves of what doesn't sit right within our spirit within our body come on and if, do you know what I mean like there's this pressure to like not be the troublemaker or the, the person that says something out of time but like truth is sparked from that like everyone with all the things that we've witnessed and experienced everyone has their own truth to to be to be expressed to be shared and for us to all find truth within that it may not be a hundred percent truthful to someone else like anything that I say no not everyone's going to resonate with but there's something within that within that kind of signature of like honesty and um intimacy and truthfulness that we will find our own like we need we need to we need to see that to be able to to respond and and mm -hmm. and also express it ourselves yeah see to believe it, yeah it's a whole you know it's the whole thing about representation as well like if we don't see ourselves doing these things being in these spaces yeah. um being soft being kind to ourselves saying no to the things that are triggering especially in the spiritual environment right now like there's, that's a whole different topic but um yeah I'm just so grateful like I said at the beginning to have people like you to have people like um Elena and Latvia to have people like Layla Leslie all the different like my best friends like all the different people around me that allow me to feel safe and just to be who I am and I think if the more of us doing that it just it's just like you said that rippling effect everyone yeah. is going to start to feel yeah. more comfortable in expressing themselves and we are not in this world to be robots we are here to be individual we're here mm. to kind of experience the things that we are supposed to bear with as uh, a soul yeah and you know jazz this is this is big work so you're a black woman whose parents are from the Caribbean. I'm a black woman whose parents are from West Africa. If you think about the things you talked about in terms of truth, intimacy, speaking out, speaking up, standing for something, and we think about epigenetics, both you and I have DNA, within us that comes from people who existed within heightened states of trauma generation after generation where speaking out 
being intimate with your family, your community, speaking up, standing for something would have got our ancestors killed. So for when you add the intersection of race and the history of being a black person, a person of color in this world, for us to advocate for ourselves, for others in the way you've spoken about, inside our system, our nervous system will be patterned to see that as danger, as life-threatening. So for us doing the work in whatever shape or form we do it, it's such a big piece of work because we're going against the grain. We are tearing up the unconscious social contract that has been created and simultaneously creating new DNA expression. We're going from post-traumatic stress to post-traumatic growth. And growth is hard anyway. Growth, when it comes from that passage of unlearning, relearning, stabilizing yourself so you trust this is safe for you and others. And you know, when we do this, we know we're not just creating a path for ourselves, we're creating a path simultaneously for others. Yeah. That's big, big energetic work. Yeah, for others and our children, like you said at the beginning, you know, we are a representation, we are the, we are the witness for them, we are the role models for them. We have to carry that on, they need to see that, it's important for them to see that. Um, Gosh, yeah, the work that we do, like you said, is, is heavy stuff sometimes. Mm. But also, like, we bring the lightness into it and, and the delicateness into it as well by just surrendering. And the joy. Go to the a joy. black person's funeral. Go to a black person's <laughs> funeral. <laughs> you know what I'm oh talking? Oh, my God. Yes, yes, yes. You're so right. You're so right. Oh, my God. This conversation today has been so like, just filled, absolutely filled my soul to the cup. I'm beaming, like we were talking about radiance. I'm like, oh my gosh, I feel the sun inside me right now. Even when you were like going through the, the meditation, just, I really felt that. And I think that's why it was kind of tearing up towards the end because actually there was a part of me that when I was, when I was doing it, I was like, I feel like I had to just, like, I didn't realise I was emptying out of that. There was a lot to fill. There was a lot of space to fill. Oh, and just recognising that in that moment, like, you know what, sometimes when we job a hyper-productivity and just go, we go, we go, we go. I want to be at a point in my life where I recognise that before the empty is empty, you know, like when the tank is flashing red, right, can we just be constantly topping that up and having access to people like you and so many around me it <laughs> makes me think like this is how I'm going to fill up my radiance remembering that every time I see you now family I'm going to remember that good yeah you know it's funny you say that but I, I cannot get over that time where you literally dragged my ass <laughs> <laughs> oh my so god that's, that's that's one of my main associations but you know when 
you're at your child and you're acting the fool and your parent says, sit down. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. Sometimes we need to be regulated, like in the most loving way, sometimes we need a little bit of regulation. And that's what your, your work in general, because even that um, human design session we had, it was literally like, why are you running? Sit, sit down, <laughs> sit down. And I was like, oh yeah, this is me. That push, 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 gotta, 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 strata. Don't get me wrong, systems, strategies, rituals, and routines help that life force flow. Yeah. But first I need to sit in that liminal space and stop. I, I, I wrote a letter to uh, my clients and um, I said, and I talked about having a conversation with God and God saying to me, you're looking for a linear answer for something that's liminal. And it's, mm. it's, it's literally just helping me get back into that space and trusting that whatever needs to go will go, whatever needs to come will come in that space. So bearing that in mind, Jazz, before we wrap up, do you have anything coming up? Do you have any works in the work or any work in the works um, <laughs> that you can share with people? Um, how can they find you, find out more about you and just be, you know, it's almost <laughs> like you're so radiant. People can borrow a bit of your radiance to spark yeah. radiance. Where, where can people find? Where can you find me? Oh my gosh. Yeah. So mainly on Instagram, my hands is at Jasrina underscore Harlow. Um, my website is kind of semi down I have just like a landing page at the moment because I am working on this rebrand where literally radiance is kind of playing a huge part of that um but as with all things with me no labels I'm not the biggest fan of stru not structure that's the wrong thing I don't have a schedule right now because I'm a mom of three summer holidays is coming up capacity is finite and so I move with the times and surrender with whatever I'm with. So mm -hmm. the best thing to do is sign up to my newsletter, uh, put your notifications on my Instagram. And I do sound baths for either a full moon or new moon online. I am really wanting to get that, make that happen more in person. But, you know, let move. me tell you something. It is still impactful online. Yeah. Yeah. It's powerful stuff. And I say it's powerful stuff, not from like, I don't do that. Like that is source. Like I connect with source and source is just doing the work for, and you connecting with yourself. Like the sound is meeting you where you're at. Yeah. That's my only intention ever. And I know you were like, you dragged me, you dragged me. I'm like, it's not me, it's not me. It's not me. <laughs> it's but there are times, I remember that last time we had um, sound healing and I had that vision of my daughter and it was like, oh, that's for you to remember what tenderness feels like. Yeah. And then two minutes later, you said, oh, the word tender's coming to me. And I was like, oh, yeah. she's plugged in as yeah. you. <laughs> for real. I shut myself. I really do. And it's trusting that as well is such a huge part of the process because I get kicked by spirit sometimes. They're like, you've got, you know, you've got something to say here. There's, there's a, there's a message that needs to be shared. I'm like, um, okay. <laughs> but I love that because I feel like I never want to be the person and I'm sending this podcast. I'm so sorry. We're supposed to be wrapping up, but I never want to be right. the person who, who's in that space where they feel like nothing can touch them. Like, 
I don't want I never want to be the person like I'm so plugged in I'm I genuinely just it's not in my resonance to Mm. and maybe I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing like I want to embody that more but at the same time there's a sense of no like remember where your position's in this you're a vessel you are a part of source but you are not it yeah and that's really important to me to have those moments of confirmation through it through those sound sessions where I'm like is this message for me is this for someone Mm -hmm. else and trust and surrender that and knowing that anything that we share someone is going to resonate with because we are all part of each other we are all part of our experiences oh my Um, heart yeah just immediately boom we're all part of each other we are and we lose that don't we we forget that sometimes even when we're like looking at those people who are like oh my god why am I not doing those things like you are you're a witness to it you are you literally something in yourself that's why you can see this yeah exactly so oh my um, love anyway that's where you can find me guys I also obviously have um human design um bookings available throughout the summer months on Fridays in August if anybody wants to book in for a reading you can do that there is more human design stuff coming up but I'm keeping it wrapped for now because it's not finalized and I hate sharing things that are not like yeah 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 <laughs> but yeah. the main thing is not like, brewed yet the tea is not brewed yet but it's coming some yeah. exciting stuff is coming and I can't wait to share that it's like mm-hmm. yeah more brewed wonderful Thank you. People, I will make sure links to all of that stuff are in the show notes. Jazz, thank you so much for your radiance, your beautiful energy, your generosity. And you know what? Just thank you for being who you are in this world. Thank you. Thank you, Samu. And thank you for always being a cheerleader. Like, you are one of many, but you are always the one who's like, Jazz. Like I've been in rooms and you're there start talking about me. And I'm like, oh my God, how embarrassing. <laughs> <laughs> you're always picking me up. And I love what we're not going to do. But you know, there are some, like, I definitely am. And that was a part of me to be, you know, to extend this podcast ever so slightly. That was a part of me I was ashamed of because there was a very clear point in time where it wasn't cool, quote unquote, to be a cheerleader. Mm. And people would question Mm -hmm. that. And I'm like, listen, I'm not going to be on the mountaintop on my own. I'm cheerleading the girl them, the people them, (laughs) because I want us, because that's how we grow. Yeah. Yeah. I'm I'm about leadership. I'm not about trying to be, uh, you know, lonely at the the top. Not not even like that, but you know what I'm saying? Like, as a conscious leader... As somebody who has a job on this earth to make this world a more just place, however I can, that's bring it like that's like you know, come on. Yeah, yeah, we need each other. Connection yeah. is important, and I thank you so much for that. Thank, thank you, me. my darling. Thank you. <sighs> Until our next sound session, that's for me and and Jazrina and my peeps. Um, <laughs> take very good care. Well, actually, that wasn't quite the end. Jazrina shared some synchronicities and we chatted for about three minutes about the resonance between us and what we were sharing together in this conversation. So I thought I'd whack them on here for your enjoyment. The synchronicity at the moment, like there were many parts of our conversation where I was like, that came to me today, that came to me yesterday. When you said dandelion, 
I've been working on some branding for a friend, two friends actually, and they are creating something amazing. I can't actually share what it's about, but part of their logo is a dandelion seed. And I was like, Of course it is. Of course it is. <laughs> this is what you call alignment. Seriously. Collective think, consciousness. Yeah. It just, it's res, it's literally bubbling away in the atmosphere. Like it's so close, I can touch it. I texted my friend yesterday, literally saying like, what is with the synchronicity at the moment? I will think of something, I will watch something. And then the day or the next day, it's like in my face. Um, and throughout our whole conversation, I was just like, ding, ding. I was actually, did you not see me writing notes? I did. I, like, oh, well, I saw when, you, when I said dandelion, you wrote something. Yes. I thought, oh. Yeah, I wrote down synchronicity. So many things that we were talking on. I was like, well, just this life. Let me share another beautiful. synchronicity with you. You said about your woman in Latvia, your friend in Latvia. Yeah. Um, I'm doing this course, Polyvagal Informed Practice, and you have a study buddy. I've never met this person before. She's mm-hmm. uh, one of the most beautiful energies I've come across. 77-year-old woman who lives where she lives. And guess what? She, as well as being um, a psychotherapist, she's a beekeeper. <laughs> just last week um I saw something and I I sent it to her I bought it and sent it to her it was a um crochet bumblebee and a um homeopathic um bumblebee balm and mm. I thought well, I'm gonna send it to you because you'll really appreciate that oh look I out for that. the bees people look out for the bees and Definitely. the dandelions yes yeah <laughs> and you know dandelion is like such a um Leo flower. Is it? I didn't know it's this. Like a lion's mane. I guess. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. yeah. So, wow. wow, guys. This has been a lovely outtake. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> uh, so, I'm wishing you a very happy birthday for next week, Thank and uh, I will, yeah, see you soon. Thank you for listening to Conversations from the Heart podcast. I appreciate you sharing your precious time with my guest and I. If you've resonated with what you've heard, I'd be so grateful if you could rate, review and share my podcast with someone you think may benefit. If you're a social media user and have connected with what you've heard, I kindly ask you to share this episode and tag me at Live360. Like an increasing number of our digital experiences, the algorithms have a huge impact. Your feedback and shares will assist me in reaching a wider audience and I'd really love to have more people sharing this experience and maybe feeling seen, heard and held by the conversations that flow from the heart. The personal development space is full of mindset tools, hacks and tips and I think it's high time we have a place where we can just be as we are and perhaps learn something we can apply to how we live, love and work without there being an agenda other than allowing ourselves to be whole. The feedback I get following each episode is beautiful and tells me that more people could benefit from tuning in. I welcome keeping the conversation going, so please do share your comments, observations, insights on the podcast show notes, social media posts, or anywhere else you see fit. Thank you for tuning in. The podcast was produced by me, Tamu Thomas. Music produced by Sam Kaye.